Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I get to know some of the nicest and funniest people from the internet. They are the Friends of the Show. This week's friend is one of my comedy heroes, Mark Little. It was so much fun talking to Mark. Uh, I really fan out about his comedy and then get him riled up about basketball. Now, this is a great episode to end the series on. I want to thank everyone so much for listening, sending questions, and generally being very nice about it. And big special thanks to all the friends of the show who came on. Now, don't unsubscribe just yet. There'll be a few more bonus episodes in store so we can wrap up in style. But for now, it's a series finale. Friends of the Show, episode 51 with Mark Little. Quote. <clears throat> yeah, I'm weird. Wonderful. Exciting. Interesting. Real. Different. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> On the ones and twos. <laughs> shout out to Kyle I. Davidson. Did the theme. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to... Bong. So, anonymous quote. Thank you for providing it. And welcome to the podcast, Mark Little. Thank you for having me. All right. So, uh, many years ago, I was at a comedy show at Ossington. Saw a guy in a crazy leather jacket. <laughs> and it was, it was mind-blowing to me. And uh, uh, it this is the guy. It's Mark Little, uh, not the chief <laughs> operating officer of Suncor, not the CEO and co-founder of Neva Labs. No, not even the English footballer from Bolton United. But surely the Irish journalist. Not the Irish the, journalist, not the Australian what? actor. <laughs> not the St. Louis Cardinals minor league baseball player. Not even him. Not even the Canadian comedian actor from Sketch Group Picnic Face and the oh, CBC. Not even, not even, not even him. But it is, it is one of them. <laughs> one of the funniest <laughs> people I've ever met. Uh, it's Mark Little. So that's your introduction, and welcome to the podcast. Whoop. God bless you. Full disclosure to uh, everyone listening: <laughs> we're starting this again because we had a bad Skype connection. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is because when we did it the first time, your introduction to the uh, leather jacket thing had much more <laughs> had much more context to the fact that it, it was a comedy show and <laughs> there were some other elements going on. Whereas this time you just said I was wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really flew through that one because you <laughs> ended up being like, "Oh yeah, that was like the worst." I remember that that uh, that night, and it was I bombed or whatever. I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll just breeze past this part this time." <laughs> oh, yeah, I bombed, but I, I all my bombs hold a special place in my heart. I mean, it's an important mm-hmm. part, right? You gotta you gotta learn. You gotta grow. Yeah, and yeah. as I was telling you, you know, I was watching a lot of Dennis Leary at the time. I was uh, manufacturing a Dennis Leary-style character um, <laughs> that uh, was only like 5% more empty calories than the actual Dennis Leary. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the patron saint of empty anger and a- absolute childishness. So that was the base of the character, just like fake anger <laughs> fake uh, I couldn't believe it well because yeah because like when you go back and watch that early Dennis Leary stuff oh my god it's, there is nothing there it's just a man hollering about a pretty like about Seinfeld level shit it's so strange like it's so transparent that he watched a lot of Bill Hicks loved him but didn't have anything that he was actually 
that he wanted to say himself. <laughs> yeah. He just he just loved the tone of being mad about stuff. So he had this amazing line in one of his jokes. It's my favorite line. Where he's just talking about how mad he is about fancy new coffee shops. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think this would have been near the beginning of like Starbucks or something. And uh, his line is, um, he goes, uh, Frappuccino, Cappuccino, Al Pacino, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then he had this thing where he would tag every joke with a URL reference, which, I, which is also relatively new. So he would go, he was like, Frappuccino, Cappuccino, Al Pacino, what the fuck? www.whatthefuck.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that still works. I mean, it still holds up, right? The web's you know what? You still can around. Still follow that website. You can type that in. You can get where he wants you to go. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that early Dennis Leary. That was before he was an asshole or he was already a bit of an asshole? It's like the... Um, you mean like the asshole song or was yeah, he yeah, a guess, bad guy? Yeah, he, well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Was that him developing? And he's like, oh, I guess I'm just like an asshole. I'm not really... <laughs> oh, I'm not really... no, I don't... Like, I, I, I think, yeah, this was around the time after that song was out or around the time of it. But he kind of... I mean, <laughs> he's such a cartoon character that he arrived on the scene pretty much you know, fully ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he, was. <laughs> he was fully formed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you had seen him like, you know, gigging around in Boston before he ever did television, he, he was still probably working on a persona. But by the time he hit TV, yeah, <laughs> it was the it was hard, the cartoon rage meister we all came to love. And now the voice of trucks. Is he the voice of trucks? Oh yeah, I guess he is. Him and yeah, uh, he does Arnett. all those really <laughs> stupid Ford ads where he's like, "Some pencil pusher down at the office is trying to tell you to drive a you know car that's yeah. uh, small and uh, more than enough space for one person." <laughs> I love you the. Be a dweeb? I love yeah. the end of those commercials where it's like the logo like falls on a rock and it smashes a rock. Like, whoa, that's tough oh, as yeah. hell. <laughs> Yeah, those commercials are just Dennis Leary as a as a commercial. <laughs> it's a perfect marriage. I mean, it's, hell, they really couldn't have done better. That's why I bought my truck. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> did it again. You got me again. Invoice comes in. Ah. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the beginning part. Where so for the listeners, let's get into it. Where was where was your youth? Where'd you grow up? Who are your guys? This is the WTF part. Who <laughs> were your guys? <laughs> uh, I grew up in New Westminster, British Columbia, west coast of Canada, about uh, about thirty minutes outside of Vancouver, little city. Used to call it a suburb, but then my dad got mad at me because I guess technically it's not a suburb. Oh, what is it? Uh, I don't really know what makes a suburb and what makes just another city. Um, <laughs> right, it could be it a has- town. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Can a suburb have a city hall? Because mm. this doesn't. This one was like maybe like a municipal, like a full-on city. It was just a city. It just had like <laughs> so yeah, a different city. I guess like, that's why your dad was mad. Yeah, yeah, but it was like suburb proximity to Vancouver. It okay. kind of had that vibe a bit. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're in the GVA. <laughs> yeah, we call it the Lower Mainland out there. Actually, we do also call it the Greater Vancouver. Maybe we don't. No, that's we just do. Yeah, we do that here, though. Yeah, I'm mixing it up, but uh, that's where I grew up. So Uh, yeah, West Coast guy, super chill, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like one of those chill West Coast guys. So chill. (laughs) We're all so chill out there. That's that's Um, my experience. (laughs) Is it really? Uh, Well, there's just one guy specifically I'm thinking of. (laughs) 
I I tend to think of Vancouver people as pretty uptight. Okay, yeah, like more yuppie style. Yeah, that's definitely the Vancouver vibe in my mind. But um, it's hard to say how it compares to Toronto. I never, I don't have a good read on that stuff uh, in terms of like the general human vibe. I I know that like it's more chill in the Maritimes, which is where I currently am. Right, the East Coast. You're out there. Is that where Mr. D, the television show films that you? That's where CBC's own Mr. D is filmed. That's correct. The property owned by CBC currently going to air its seventh season this fall on Canada's Broadcasting Corporation Network. Uh, Stephen, I hate to correct you. (laughs) I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. But it is the Uh, eighth and final season. It is the eighth and final season. Wow, this is huge. Breaking news on this podcast. (laughs) Everybody, listen up. That's all. That's great. So you're going to retire your beloved character, Simon the Science Guy. <laughs> yes, Simon the Science Guy. Full name. That's right. So that's, um, that's very exciting. So you're out there to to say goodbye. So well, that's all. It's going to be sad when they do the last scene. And everyone's like tears in everyone's eyes. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Is that, aren't these, it's like your family. It's like filming Game of Thrones and everyone gets matching tattoos of your house, right? Like you all have matching Mr. D tattoos. Yeah, we all have tattoos of Jerry D's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. That's what um, you got for him. <laughs> oh, you mean like House Tar- Targaryen or yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, <laughs> they become your fam. <laughs> Uh, so you gotta do that. Well, I, I wonder if that will happen. You know what? It, it just might. I hope it um, does. <laughs> I do feel like Canadian shows are filmed with a little less intensity. Like, I don't know how long they film Game of Thrones, like how many, what the kind of schedule is. I know like when they were filming Seinfeld, they were filming like most of the months out of the year. And Canadian sitcoms absolutely do not work that way. <laughs> right. We, we like Get meet up in. in the summer. Get them out. <laughs> yeah. What's well, the cheapest time? Quick. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like eight to 13 episodes a season. Bada boom. Summertime filming. See you later. You know, two months a year. So not to say that everyone doesn't feel very strongly, but it does feel like a small part of my right. life. Yeah. Yeah. They're rather summer than, friends. They're not yeah, your they're my summer school friends, friends or whatever. Yeah. It's like last year of summer camp. Would I get my cabin tattooed on my upper thigh <laughs> with all of my fellow campers or campers? Maybe. Maybe. Honestly, maybe. Maybe the first couple of years, then you like run, start running out of space. Yeah. Yeah. I got so, I'm going to have so <laughs> many Mr. D tattoos that I'm going to run out of space. <laughs> uh, well, that's great to hear. I'm very excited to, to see how you guys wrap it up. Wrap up all the arcs. <laughs> it's going to be so similar to Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. <laughs> my character gets a bit too big for his britches and then gets a cauldron of gold poured on his head. Oh, gold, the old really? cauldron of gold trick. Oh, it's a trick, I've all right. I've seen that on CBC before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never seen that on CBC, and you've never seen that played for comedy. <laughs> no, but... A man boiling to death under hot gold. But coming this fall. So that's what you're doing currently. What else are you doing currently? You got Gary and his demons. I'm talking an animated series on some kind of USA channel. VRV? (laughs) It is not on the USA channel, but it is on exclusively a US channel. Yeah, Uh, It's on a little channel, channel, a a streaming service called Verve which you can find if you're in the States. 
Slowest um, listeners. Get that's right. Keys. Or, or you can find the first episode and a bunch of hot clips on YouTube, and it's called Gary and His Demons, and it's about a demon fighter who's been doing it for 30 years, started when he was a teenager, now he's in his mid-40s, and he keeps being told that he's going to be able to retire and they're going to replace him with the new teen, but then they keep not being able to find the new teen and he's not allowed to retire and he's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the classic story, but how it's told differently through animation. <laughs> That's right. It's a classic tale told slightly differently through animation. Right. We just get... We get to make every character fly a bit once. Right. <laughs> and that's the only difference. That's what everyone looks forward to, that flying shit. It's just a really hyper-realistic show, but every time my character gets horny, his face turns into a dog and his tongue rolls out. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> just a normal show with a dog-faced horny character. So, yeah, it's very cool. So you can go check out that on YouTube and definitely watch that because what I, from what I've seen, that parts that are available in Canada, it's awesome. <laughs> that, it's so fun. It's, yeah, yeah, the it's animation fun, studio right? did a really good job. Yeah. It's a fun job from the animation studio. All of my favorite improvisers and performers in Toronto, like, well, a lot of them, that I, people that I love performing with are in it. Yes. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good party. It's a good party time yeah, on the fun. screen. Yeah, it's really fun. The one, the one clip that was bandied about had uh, Tim Gilbert as the demon, I guess, and his classic yeah. little boy character. <laughs> Tim Gilbert plays a lot of characters in it. He plays little boy, uh, <laughs> demon whose only thing is that he has lots of hooks. And finally, second little boy. <laughs> Other little boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, so the, so a lot of great people in it. So everyone who has the availability, DRM-wise, check it out. Verve. Verve. And Verve. wait for it in Canada. It'll come to Canada yeah, eventually. Yeah, we'll get it. Being told. People will smuggle we'll it across the border. Yeah, that's right. And then the next thing coming out is, I just watched the trailer, Cupcake and Dino General Services. Oh, that's going to be so, it's so cute and so fun. I get, I, yeah, it's, it's a kid's show on Netflix and I play a dinosaur whose brother is a cupcake (laughs) and we, uh, (laughs) and we just like, we do what are called general services, which is just odd jobs. But apparently uh, in Brazil where the creator is from, the common turn of phrase for that is uh, general services. Okay. So anyway, it ends up being this kind of funny, weird, half translated job. But anyway, yeah, it's just like a cupcake and a dino running around doing odd jobs. Yeah, it's really cool, really fun. Uh, and check that out on Netflix, a little yeah. service called Netflix. You may have heard of that one, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, those are your recent things. That's what you're doing now. But what were you doing back then? Um, Picnic Face? Ever heard of it, anybody? Cool sketch group, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we were cool. They yeah, were cool. They had a TV show, and that is that is pretty pretty cool. That's rare, you know. What do we got? The kids in the hall, picnic face. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We are one of the two uh, shows in Canadian <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> just the ones that I've listed here. So put them side by side. Yeah, that's uh, pretty similar. Uh, that's right. Yeah, so that was pretty huge. And a little video called Power Thirst. Oh, yeah. Recently described by a friend of a friend as that old YouTube style of humor. <laughs> oh, God. You me. did that to us. You created that first wave of YouTube that was all based on this one thing. And we could say that... Your influence has echoed through the halls of the internet, and now it's oh, all different kinds of stuff, right? Like you've or added, better. 
you added that <laughs> out there and now it's out there. Oh, for better and for worse, you know, like mostly where I see our influence is just in like the shittiest commercials nowadays. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Oh, it's, it's monstrous. <laughs> it's like you were satirizing it before it happened. <laughs> That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. We were very cheaply satirizing commercials that had exist, existed at the time. And then commercials just came you know, around. Right. So we yeah. are eventually going to get to that idiocracy. <laughs> you think? Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's but yeah, that was it's that was a nice one. That's still one that uh, people tell me they saw when they were like ten or something, and yeah, that it, makes me that makes me feel weird, but good. I, I like think that. it's really cool. It's like one of the earliest. Someone was saying it's like one of the early viral videos. It's like, oh, was it? Oh, that's pretty neat. An old old yeah. old timey viral video, like before other things became viral before there was a need for it, you know, or there was a <laughs> yeah. huge system who craved a viral video. Kudos to you on kicking oh, it thanks, off. Man. I mean, that's really, yeah, it was sort of really like, cool. what was it like a second wave viral video, like a YouTube era, early YouTube viral video after that whole first wave of like, uh, e-bombs world viral videos, Yeah, which are those are the ones that I was in. I was watching in high school that were, Awesome. <laughs> NSFW. <laughs> I remember that being a very NSF library, <laughs> NSF library thing to look at. Oh, yeah. Because that's where I was online in the in the 90s. Yep. Okay, librarian. I'm definitely on regular school related websites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go. You don't want to be playing those Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, simulation <laughs> prank work. phone calls while your teacher's listening. No, you don't want to be slowly waiting for a picture to load bar by bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good the days. first viral videos were a porn picture. <laughs> they were a slowly loading <laughs> porn picture. All right, cool. Oh, and um, so yeah, Picnic Face, uh, that was a big thing for you. And then, then what happened after Picnic Face? Oh my God! Yeah, it, two words, baby. Rock bottom. <laughs> that's what. That's what we came for. This is the real Mark oh, yeah. Marin part. <laughs> oh yeah, let's just say that picnic face money went in one direction. <laughs> Up me nose. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. No, we. Uh, it was just. It was a uh, picnic face, and then we. Uh, after all the internet stuff, we. What do we do? We, we made the show. That was a strong failure. Uh, we made we made that insane movie, Roller Town. That's which, yeah. Um, that's what I wanted. I wanted to definitely wanted to talk about that. Irvine Welsh loves it. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't go I think wrong. That that movie's got weird fans. I mean, I feel like that movie and the show both have the same sort of appeal, which is like people being like straight up, genuinely, how how did this happen? <laughs> like, how did funding go into this? Who, you know, who signed off on this? And the answer is, I don't know how either of those things happened. Rollertown, especially like the premise is so crazy. When I think about it now that we were like, we're going to parody a 30 year old subgenre that people didn't even really know existed at the time. It was like a genre based on like six movies in history. <laughs> and uh, we're going to parody that. And I don't know, like it definitely was not a successful movie. It's one of those movies where you find out from the distributor that they're not confident they could recoup their costs on DVD manufacturing. So they're just never going to make it. <laughs> <DVD>. <laughs> uh, thanks, distributors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like to the layperson, you're like, oh, what could be cheaper than just printing a couple DVDs? Turns out, here's what could be cheaper: cheaper, uh, not, not doing, not doing it. <laughs> We're looking when at you're 100 percent confident, no one will buy them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it was like it opened at in select theaters across North America, and some people really seemed to like it, but it did not catch on. Right. And it wasn't the thing that skyrocketed you. <laughs> That's not the next step of the, no, of the it journey. Was, it was a pretty, I mean, now that seems reasonable to me because there's so many movies that come out with like huge stars that just disappear immediately, yeah. like indie movies across the board. But at the time, I think we were kind of hoping for more. But it was nice. You know, yeah. it was like insane that we got to do it. It was absolutely insane that people funded that movie and we were able to make it yeah a lot of very cool people in it too uh and yeah i think it's uh i think it's a is a well done thing right like you had to do it you had to try we had to try and, yeah and like i said creator of train spotting irving oh, yeah. welsh himself i remember i saw that on twitter whatever he tweeted like he has the poster of it in his house or something and i'm yeah, like he's got a framed poster in his house that's insane yeah, you know? he called it his favorite movie of the year, which is bananas. No one else said that. <laughs> Even the like, people involved. Yeah, not, not only did like average people not say it, <laughs> Irvine Welsh said it. So, huh? Yeah, he was a hundred percent alone in that opinion. <laughs> and as sweet as it was, it definitely made me reconsider Train Spotting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, is this guy smart? Because that's <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. Uh, have you, uh, I'm have so you, appreciative. Um, smokes. Have you read his any of his writing? Like he writes in that crazy brogue. It's really yeah. hard to read. Yeah, I read Train Spotting, but it was a long time ago now. Too but, long to recall. Mobby is still slipping into that accent seamlessly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to. Uh, I like to be obnoxious whenever possible. No, that's my favorite thing, too. Okay, cool. All right, now let's get into the talking Twitter segment. It says here, you've been on Twitter since February 2010. What were you doing in right? heady days? Yikes. Were you, were you hashtagging? Do you have a lot of tweets with hashtags? Oh, I had a period of hashtag <laughs> tweets. Everyone did I've, it. I've seen them uh, recently, and uh, they don't hold up. They do not age well, I know. They look like shit. <laughs> but, that, but like that's, you know, it's like 90s fashion or whatever. Uh, after a time, it, it looks bad. That's right. And then eventually the hashtag will come <laughs> roaring back, baby, just like tiny sunglasses. And then boom, all of a sudden, you're back. You're back on top. Right. Start retweeting the old stuff. Get that. Go the kids where I was. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag, I did some of the hashtags in the early days. It was fun. There used to be games. We would It would be a game, you know? You would combine, a, like, a celeb and a movie, or a, a book and a movie, or something else in a movie. <laughs> like, two movies? Yeah, a movie yeah. and a movie. It was, yeah, combine two movies. Yeah, I, that was, there's, you know, there's fun stuff to do. Those, that stuff still happens a little bit, right? That's still I happening. Think it does. Like, I uh, think it created its own communities of people who just do that and they like run their own hashtag games. I mean, like, even after the midnight show went off, people kept it going <laughs> in their own little circles. That's right. Uh, like, I'm trying to think of a one that people love to do, like Harry Potter family member. <laughs> <laughs> people love it. You know? <laughs> yep. It's a fun one. I'm going to start that one right now, see how much it catches on. 
going to be a hot fire. We all know the <laughs> lasting impact of that. Again, Johnny Depp just came out as Grindelwald at Comic-Con yesterday or two days ago. People, what did he do? He He's like the he's the villain in the new Harry Potter world, uh, Fantastical Beasts, Fantastic Beasts uh, a trilogy or something. So he came out in character at Comic-Con. And oh, that's... I, that, I feel like Johnny Depp's one of those guys where, did he come out in character? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, or did people just generously assume that's what he was doing? There was so many scarves wardrobe. you couldn't really see him. They just assumed. I guess he's playing Scarf Man yeah. in this movie? <laughs> yeah, so Harry Potter still very much grabbing headlines. Oh, yeah. People will never let Harry Potter die. Well, they built fantastic, huge theme parks now, so... Is there a full Harry Potter theme park? I think there's two. I think they, you know, they got the California and the Florida. I'm pretty sure. Really? Just, uh, oh, yeah, so like, they're following, yeah. are they like next door to the Disney's? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those via, it's like a, its own park within, you know? A park within the parks. Park within the park. And you can actually go and you can shop at Diagon Alley. Ooh. And you can get butter what, beer. Oh, terrific. <laughs> What can't you do at the Harry Potter theme park? <laughs> you know, that's you a can, great question. You can uh, kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After he's proven himself to definitely for sure be bad. If he's bad, you can definitely use that curse, right? We've all we've all used that oh, curse. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> no. that, yeah, that's I did a phone version on you, Stephen. You should have thought of that before you invited me on and proved yourself to be so bad. <laughs> Oh no! Did you believe I, I was dead? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I believe. I didn't. I didn't uh, commit to that character who uh, was struck dead by a curse from the Harry Potter universe via telephone. Uh, phone, phone curse. Classic phone curse. All right. So let's see. What's the first or, or let's say most most memorable interaction you've had on Twitter? Like obviously Irvine Welsh tweeting about your movie. That's an interaction. What's what's a, another one that sticks out? Surely you've had something. Uh, like, any any well, like feuds with Shaq or something? Oh my God! There should have been many. <laughs> so many. I've I've slandered Shaq in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq fucking sucks. <laughs> That's not true. Shaq's okay. Shaq is a loyal listener. Shaq, he doesn't mean it. <laughs> Shaq, you know, you do what... Here's Shaq, though. Shaq is a performance artist. When Shaq was just posting, like, Instagram videos of himself pulling up at a pile of leaves on the highway and then getting out and playing in the leaves, <laughs> which is the kind of video Shaq would post, terrific. No one better to do Pure. that. Pure. But Shaq on that TNT panel with the three other guys, including Charles Barkley, trying to crack jokes. I don't dig it. You know, Charles Barkley is a true, funny jokester. Shaq's not great. Right. I'm and coming out put, strong against Shaq. <laughs> when you put them next to each other, that's when it's extra glaring, right? That's what you're uh, saying. And everyone just loves Shaq and they hate Charles and it uh. threw off the dynamic. Three was the perfect number. We had a straight man. We had the guy who was angry. And then we had sweet Charles just mumbling his way through nonsense. It was a perfect comedy team. And then they added a fourth stooge. <laughs> and this fourth stooge was called Famous Stooge. And for some reason, they all, I don't know. All right. Well, it's too we've, much. Uh, now we've struck a nerve. Here we go. We got you going about one of your you favorites. You got me going on the One of your favorite subjects. It is basketball so for all our basketball fans we're gonna get into a little bit so there's been some basketball news lately 
What's your reaction? What do you think uh, the Toronto Raptors have traded their... The Toronto Riptorn. Maybe be- their best guy to another team, and they've gotten a back another guy who maybe doesn't like Toronto that much. So what do you think about it? You are, of course, referring to the trade of... Nah, I don't know. I'm trying to do a yeah. joke. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to really pull that off. Total. Uh, listen, I'm not going to add anything new to the conversation on that trade. It is, it's a sad one. It's very sad. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want. DeMar DeRozan is so sweet and wonderful. And I think he's getting better every year as a player and he approaches the sport in the perfect way. And he's so awesome. And yet I totally understand why they would trade for a player who can help them win more, ideally, if he's healthy, Kawhi Leonard. The trade makes sense in that sense, but, like, I don't know. It's just like, sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And the I go back and forth because I feel like sometimes sports, like, in a way, you could say sports are all about winning. Like, it's sports, it's fake competition. So, obviously, the competition is seems like it's at the forefront of that. But I'm not always sure that that's what I believe. Like sometimes I feel like, and this got me thinking about how sports sometimes are only like people refer to the human part of the game, quote unquote, the human part of the game. And sometimes I feel like that's actually the whole thing is like you, like it's awesome to win a championship. But when I think back on like my sports heroes from childhood, very few of them were the ones who were winning championships. It was just people I made connections with, because I liked them because they were underdogs or I thought they were charming and fun or um, they represented the city that I liked or whatever. You know, there's like a hundred reasons to connect with a team or an athlete. And in the grand scheme of things, whether they win or not is can be low, uh, low on that uh, list, lower than you'd think. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I was thinking about that this year too, with Jose Bautista and how like the the Blue Jays never even came close to winning the World Series in a sense, but like that bad flip moment is my favorite moment in sports history. That game <laughs> yeah. was so insane. Like Jose Bautista was like the perfect athlete. It was just so fun to watch, so amazing to have on the team that you cheer for. And Demar Derozan is kind of similar to that. And I don't know. Like I feel like I understand why they made the trade, but there's a part of me that thinks that in a couple years. I'm just, we're all just going to look back on this and be like, that sucked. That really sucked. That was so sad. <laughs> yeah. It would have been awesome. It would have been awesome to just be like, like there's some, I don't know, like Car- like John Stockton played his whole career in Utah and he never retired or he never uh, won a championship. And then he retired in the same team. And I'm sure that people from Utah are just like, that rules. That guy rules. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would <laughs> love awesome. that. Yeah. To have like a yeah. career guy, like this is our guy. And he's our guy no matter what. He knows it, we know it, and that's that's the best, right? So I know what you're saying, and yeah, it's sad, but like when you crunch the numbers or whatever, you're looking at a business sense, then yeah, maybe we added a little bit to our spreadsheet, but we I think we lost a lot <laughs> from our PR department or something, you know? Like Yeah. Like there's like a I don't know. <laughs> like I don't it yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is so insane that this is the first thing I've felt serious about the entire, <laughs> our entire conversation. <laughs> like, I'm ready to throw away my entire yeah, career. Yeah, well, see, so. I, I, yeah, sensed it, getting passionate stuff, about it. It is like, I mean, 
Yeah. Like sports in, in one sense are so stupid, you know, like they're so obviously stupid and we obviously invest way too much in them as a society. But then the one thing that you could say that's good about that is that there's like this interesting spiritual connection that is like similar to how you might feel about the buildings in your city. You know what I mean? And like when like when Honest Ed's was torn down in Toronto uh, recently, you know, you're like, in a sense, when was the last time I went to Honest Ed's? I don't know. But then in another sense, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's like every time I drove by past, I was like, hey, there's Honest Ed's. Yeah, there's like a spirit. There's like a soul to these things. There's a soul to the connections you forge with stupid sports teams and stupid buildings that just be over time, like accrues meaning and to sell that out. Even when it, the ex, we, even when the justification is there, uh, some it's just like sad. It it kind of makes you feel like, sorry, what are we doing all this for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it makes me feel that way. Yeah, we want yeah. our guys to be the ones who win it for us. <laughs> or our, yeah, or our, lose it, or lose it. Yeah, our people. You know, are who yeah. the people who you connect with. <laughs> like sports are ninety nine point nine percent about losing in a community of people who are feeling what you feel. <laughs> That's ninety nine percent of sports is that. I think the best example just passed, right? World Cup. People got insane. There were so many flags on cars, all kinds yeah. of flags everywhere. Flag dealers popping up on every corner because yeah, you want to put your flag out and you want to see your team win or when they lose, you want to have that those flag colors dripping down your face. Like everybody does, except one team, right? So, that's right. Yeah, and it's nice. There's like nice things to be found in that shared failure. And, yeah. Uh, but anyway, blah blah blah. Great tangent. All right. So now, who's your dream follow back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dream follow back. My my dream so like that would just be like someone. Yeah. So someone who you follow, whatever, on Twitter. Uh, that you know, you'd never expect them to follow you back or whatever, but it would be nice if they did. Oh. Um, well, it's, uh, I, it, you know, I gotta say that honor goes to the queen herself, Elizabeth II, baby. <laughs> that would be huge for your <laughs> brand. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the real queen that I've been following. She's only got, uh, 14 <laughs> followers. Not verified. <laughs> Not verified. Uh, she mostly tweets deals on sunglasses. <laughs> well, she would know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The queen needs to keep that sun out of her old inbred eyes. <laughs> well, whenever you think the queen, you think of bitch and shades, right? Like, she's just always oh. the coolest. Oh, the queen. Oh, yeah. Just a pair of Oakleys fresh <laughs> off the rack. Just wrapping so far around. <laughs> oh, wrap around Oakleys on the queen. Anytime you see the queen, we all know this, she's going to be walking at least 12 corgis, and she's going to be wearing the kind of sunglasses that make you say, where's the slopes? <laughs> <laughs> Or wave. Or the wave. Yeah, where's the, the beach? Wave, yeah, where's the sun? Where's the goddamn sun, queen? Oh, well, that's a great answer. Our queen. Our, go- our goodly our queen. Our goodly queen. God save her. Oh, and what an honor it is to belong to her commonwealth. <laughs> Definitely. Shout out to all the <laughs> nations of the commonwealth. Shout out we to st- we stuck Australia. With it. <laughs> New Zealand. Don't forget. New Zealand. Shout out to... Uh, um, not Hong Kong anymore. Sorry, Hong Kong. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're <free>. out. <laughs> yeah, you're free. I guess that's better. <laughs> Are they free? Are they? Well, I don't know. Chinese now? What uh, happened? Yeah, there was a big handover. There was a ceremony. <laughs> and like... then does Hong Kong ever become just Hong Kong? Yeah, I think so. Is there an expiry date on? 
Let's find oh, out. Oh, yeah, there's like call. a lease, right? I think that's what it is, right? And yeah. then they stopped being. Yeah, the lease expired yeah. and no one renewed it. And they did a ceremony. Currently a Chinese special administrative region. Oh, it's like Washington, D.C., like right? <laughs> it's not uh-huh. a state, it's a district. That's right. Wait, of Colombia? Why does Colombia have control now? <laughs> when the hell do you become. When does the lease run out? Or did the lease run out? And that's the thing. I think what happened was the lease ended and no one renewed Yeah, it was the English yeah. lease. I gotcha. Yeah, got so it. Hong Kong is now just going to be this kind of district of China forever? Yeah, it's learned. just like it's a wild territory. A wild territory. <laughs> all right, very cool. Shout out to the Queen and all royalty around the world listening. Shout out to Hong Kong. Keep doing your thing, man. Stay wild. Keep doing it. Stay wild, Hong Kong. Keep Hong Kong weird. <laughs> and we get to the final talk and Twitter question. It is, of course... Who would be your ultimate dream follow back? And that is any person, real or fictional, living or dead. Who would you like? Oh. You would like them to follow you back on Twitter? Oh my God! Well, here's an answer that you might not see coming, but baby, it's Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> I got a ride with my dog. <laughs> All right. Well, um, great answer. I mean, it works. But what, after, but why this dead. time? <laughs> All right. Yes. Posthumous follow. Oh, uh, who would be a fun follow back from uh, history? Uh, the um, um, maybe Rasputin, baby. Oh, yeah. I always like to wonder also when you think of that, what would their tweets be like? Like, what would Rasputin's tweets be like? I think he yeah, would... It would just be a lot of like, you can't kill me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag when when people try to kill you. Yeah. yeah, TFW people try to kill you in like a selfie of him not being dead. Yeah, just like a selfie of like rolled eyes. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> this is a vine and he's like pretending to be dead and he's like, psych! And it goes, <laughs> um, yeah, feeling when they write a song about you. I mean, that's yeah. a good one. I always thought it was ABBA, but it's Boney M, right? Oh, Ra Ra Rasputin. That's, I think you're right. Yeah, and I always thought it was... Even as I was saying it, I was thinking ABBA, but you're right. Because it's very confusing because they have a very similar sound, but Boney M also has a very unique sound within the sound. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, I think, yeah, like ABBA wrote all those silly songs about history too, like lyrically silly. Oh, yeah. Waterloo? Huh? Yeah, Waterloo. Yeah. Remember? That's a weird one. <laughs> that, yeah, that song was their Waterloo. That's, yeah, their Waterloo, their Fernando, their... Uh... <laughs> it, was their it was their Dancing Queen. <laughs> oh, mama yeah. mia, we're getting into it. All right, so now we get into the tweets. Now, I'm not sure what tweets you want to change up. You mentioned changing the tweets. Do you want to change your picks of your tweets or your picks of others? I'll change my picks of others, please. You're allowed to do that, but let's look at your tweets first. And the first tweet that you have selected. Would you like to read it for us? The first tweet that I've selected. Okay, let me get in there. Let me find the tweets of mine. Where the heck are they? <laughs> are you looking? Uh, oh, yeah. Did, okay. You got it. Finding. Finding. Compiling. Clicking link. Waiting to open. Oh, is it the bubblegum one? It is the <laughs> bubblegum one. And I can't okay. wait to hear it performed. This one's tough because it's better to read than to perform, I think. A lot but of them are. Mark, a lot of them are. But you know what? It's a written medium. We're breaking barriers here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, here's the tweet. I only came here for two reasons, to chew bubble gum and slowly turn into a baby, 
and it looked like me all outie bubby gum. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. I'm bowing. Yeah, you friggin' did it. <laughs> I'm bowing on my end of the phone. Wow. Everyone's standing here. Uh, so <laughs> that's one of my favorite tweets. And it looked like me all outie bubby gum. <laughs> yeah, that's how I should have read it. Like I was turning, turning into, a into a baby. <laughs> I tried to undersell it. It's a classic one. Well, I understand. <laughs> all all Audi Bubby Gub is uh, hard to read, right? Uh, what a great. You know, tweet. I've written. I've written a cool couple dozen tweets <laughs> that start with the setup. I only came here for two reasons. Right. It's a fun ass setup. Hey, it's a great setup, and it will always be there for you. That's right. Can't take it away. All right, and now we get to this tweet of yours. It is, you want to fight? Takes off shirt. Let's fight. Takes off pants. But let's fight. Puts shirt on legs. Pants on torso. My way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a fun one. That one didn't get a lot of love, but I think it deserved it. I think that's a good one, too. (laughs) Well, I mean, it really paints the picture. I'm going to retweet it right the hell now. Oh, it's from 2015, my God. My man, a, throwback. a fresh 2015. It's basically 2014. Oh, it's a January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everyone, if you see that on your TL, give it some love. Why wouldn't you give it some love for once? I only came here for two reasons, <laughs> to retweet old tweets and get some love. And it looks like I'm all finished retweeting old tweets. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's it, baby. All right. And... I think we should also give a shout out to one of my favorite tweets, uh, and it is Breakfast Ghost. And I didn't realize there was art. I saw some fan art for this tweet. Yeah, I got fan art for that tweet. Oh, yeah. That's been so sweet. There was that one that was like that Russian girl. Like uh, she looked like a 12-year-old girl and then her dad. And she drew a bunch of amazing fan art and then uh, did like – Gary and his niece cosplay with her dad. Wow. Oh, so sweet. And then sent me, some, sent me the photos. It was it was adorable. That's some next level fan stuff. Yeah, I don't know. How, like, how are Russians seeing this? Maybe Russians in America who still uh, tweet okay. in Russia. Yeah, yeah. That could be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the breakfast. Ghost, you want to hear about this old, uh, you want to hear this old crap? This oh, yeah, of yeah. shit? Here we go. It's uh, there's a little uh, music note, but I uh, I'm not going to honor that. <laughs> it's not it's not a melody. It doesn't actually have a melody. <laughs> it actually doesn't at all. Uh, <laughs> it's more of a talking rhyme. It's, uh, it goes like this: Not to boast, but I like toast. Who am I? The breakfast ghost. Cereal too? Scabbity doo. Small talk over? Avenge my death. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, Avenge my death is in that is it. Yay. That was a bonus tweet. For the final episode, for everyone, we got it in. We got the breakfast ghost. You got it, baby. <laughs> and the tweet uh, everyone's been clamoring for. That's what they're clamoring for. Over three thousand people can't be wrong. That's it, right. Over three thousand right. likes. Right. So everyone obviously should be following. I don't know if we've said your handle. It's at Mark Mark Little. And yeah, for great tweets such as that, and some hot sports takes sometimes. Yeah, some excessively passionate sports takes. <laughs> but we love it. I know you tried to start another account to diverge your sports takes off the main TL, but it didn't stick. You couldn't do it. And, couldn't do uh, it. You're back on the main TL with your hot, passionate sports takes. And you know what? Yeah. I think that's that's part of the brand. We're all in on it. We're all in for it. We. Uh, we it's really funny. It's like I have like five people 
who follow me who care about sports. <laughs> and when I tweet about it, oh, baby, it's just like <laughs> Get some I can back. hear the wind. Oh, it's wind blowing through a field. You're like, no how did 10,000 people see this and nobody interacted with it? <laughs> People are like, literally, who is that? Sometimes I get so I'll tweet about like my like the 12th best player on the Brooklyn Nets. How how am I expecting anyone to know that? <laughs> but I love it. You're in it for those five folks. So, yeah, shout That's out to right. Sports Raptor and R.I.P. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your picks for tweets from others. And these are Mark Little recommendations. Uh, These are tweets you gotta check out, especially if you're a fan of the CN Tower. <laughs> and uh, a great way to check these out is to type in CN Tower into your Twitter search bar. But I'll just share a few of these with you. Here's a tweet from Mr. Thomas, dash head of learning, at St. Martin's underscore Y11. <laughs> Here's the tweet about to go up the CN Tower. And it's a picture of him with a bunch of students. So that's a fun one you can check out. <laughs> at the foot of the CN Tower, but they've got a little model of the CN Tower with them. Mark, have you so ever been up the CN Tower? By, on, on, my, uh, uh, on my life, I have not. It is my great shame. Yikes. Especially being like not a Toronto person in Toronto, that seems like those are the people who do get that out of the way, right? Oh, but I feel the... like I, I, I came to Toronto and I, pl- I tried to play it too cool. <laughs> I tried to act like I'd been there before. I didn't do the tourist stuff. And and now, you know, I regret it. It's really coming but a it's bite too, in the ass. It's too late for me, Stephen. You cannot <laughs> won't let step me foot on that glass floor. Uh, I couldn't possibly. I, the shame would be too great. The weight of the shame would shatter that floor. It, it would be heavier than the <laughs> five to ten rhinoceroses that they've tested that on. You know what? I think you could do the stairs. You know, people do the, the stairs walk up the CN Tower as like a marathon challenge. That might uh, redeem you. I think if you earned it, you like walked up instead of taking the elevator. I think you're right. <laughs> if I if I was to really put myself out there and earn my trip upwards, yeah. I might feel okay. The Canadian National Rail Corporation or whatever would thank you. Yes, I would finally get that thank you I've been clamoring for from the Canadian National Tower. <laughs> um, here's another tweet. Yeah, okay. Here's go another ahead. tweet. Yeah, You're gonna love this one. This is from Kaylee is in Canada flag. That's uh and her it's her handle is at when you're ready. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we know that one. And this is a recent tweet and she wrote uh she wrote, Help, I'm in the CN Tower and Sean is playing. So that's just a fun tweet. Wait, Sean is that S A H Sean W N Sean? That's right. Like Sean Mendez? It could have been for Sean Mendez. <laughs> That's what I, I'm just putting two and two together here. Teen girl. Or is there is there a Sean Desmond? Oh, there is a Sean Desmond. Maybe she was at the Sean Desmond concert that apparently remember, <laughs> did you hear about this? How Ah, uh, yes, the Sean Desmond they concert. Only, they only sold twelve tickets, so they had to make it free. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who is who is oh. selling these Sean Desmond tickets? I don't know. Like Sean Desmond is one of those names that I have to be reminded it's real. Every we once in a while. we had this. I had this argument with like some family recently at the cottage, and they're like, "He had a couple songs. What was that one? Like uh, Electric or whatever." As so we were playing all these Sean Desmond songs, be like, "Uh, I don't remember this one. I don't remember this one." <laughs> but, oh uh, wow! Yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics of Electric right now, and and they appear to be it's Electric, Electric, Electric. electric. Yeah. Electric, yeah, so electric, electric, 
ah, 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 whoa, ah, hey, eight times. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That sounds like a fun song. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I mean, you gotta, right? I gotta, I gotta check it out. Sean seems like a, you know, you gotta support Canadian uh, musicians trying to make it happen. I think he's Canadian. He's definitely Canadian, and that's why it was so cool seeing him. Oh, is this electric? Electric? Now, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you want to hear about another great tweet? Yeah, that's. Uh, let's hit hit us with this this next tweet. Okay, here's one. This one's from uh, uh, the PE department at St. Martin's underscore PE. <laughs> and the tweet is just CN Tower. And it's a tweet of those same boys and teacher. And you won't believe where they are this time, Stephen. Wait, oh, in the first picture they were in the lobby? In the first picture, they were at the bottom of the CN oh, Tower. so outside and I'll give the you a clue. The okay. I, I will give you a clue. They are no longer at the bottom <laughs> of the CN Tower. Well, there's not many other places you can go at the CN Tower. Having gone up the CN Tower, I know this to be true. So they must be at the observation level. If, you, if by that you mean the top, then baby, you're dead on. <laughs> yes. You're dead on. Of course, and those in the know <laughs> call it observation level. Um, but oh, I believe and I can't wait to become in the know on that. <laughs> there is also <laughs> a delicious restaurant, uh, the 360 restaurant, spins around. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get myself a meal there. You gotta get up there after traversing the many thousands of steps to get up. Oh, I'm gonna earn. I'm gonna work up a damn appetite. <laughs> Soaked in sweat. All right, give me that Alfredo. Check it, Alfredo, or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to get a chicken Alfredo at the top of the CN Tower. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, about time, Mark. You've been, you've been here long yeah. enough. It's, fine. it's time to check two things off my bucket list, CN Tower and chicken <laughs> Alfredo. Alfredo. <laughs> and All I'm going right. to get two thank yous, one from the <laughs> Canadian National Railroad and the other from uh, the Chicken National <laughs> the... Railroad. <laughs> also Railroad. Ah, great stuff. So, all right, we if you have one more, we can hit one more uh, tweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll hit you with one more. I'm always happy to share a tweet. Now, I know all three of those tweets were about the CN Tower, and we had fun joking around about this. So I'm going to switch things up now and do a uh, uh, fourth tweet about the CN Tower. (laughs) I lied. And uh, this one's from Superpowers Activated, and uh, it was posted on July 18th, and it's two photos, the CN Tower in Toronto, day and night. Wow. Baby, the difference is striking. Juxtaposition AF on that Oof. one. I hope it. I hope he posted it on Instagram also, where you can like. Oh, I hope so too. Swipe. Imagine you are looking at CN Tower daytime. You swipe. Boom! It's night. That's uh, that's what I'm looking for in my Instagram experience. <laughs> who the hell is this? There's someone named the Night One who tweet who tweeted laughing out loud, wavy hand. From the top of the CN Tower. <laughs> Zero reactions to that tweet. That's what else are you going to do up there? It's just a basically a. You got to laugh out loud. It's so funny. Wait, there's one reaction. It's no faves, no retweets, just one reply, which is a question mark. <laughs> uh, the night one got roasted. Roasted. Uh, baby. Not even a single like. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going to toss a like his way, though. 
That's nice of me. It's very I'm nice of you, Mark. You're a great guy. And I think that brings us to the next segment. It's everybody's oh, yeah. favorite part of the show. It is questions from Twitter. So okay. we got thanks you to everyone who sent a question to you at FOTS Pod on Twitter. And the first question comes to us from number one question asker, Timmy at the Timmy Toes. And he asks, the Timmy Toes. At, yeah, at the Timmy Toes. Everyone, all the listeners know he's the best. Uh, check him out, and his question to you is, what percentage of your dinners end with a dessert? Oh, my God, the Timmy Toes. What a question. What a question, and thank you for asking. I got to say we're clocking in at a solid 2%. Oh, very little dessert. Not a, not a dessert guy consumed. over here. And if it were, so when we're hitting that 2%, it's got to be something incredibly special. What are we having for that 2% dessert? Well, you know what? I have recently gotten real deep into uh, my love of cherry garcia ice cream <laughs> oh that old chestnut so that oh, is a i love me those cherries that is a specific brand obviously the we're talking ben we're talking jerry both of them together finally together at last <laughs> working on if ice you cream. thought this was just ben's cherry garcia or jerry's cherry garcia you got another thing coming completely different they came tastes together. <laughs> yeah very oh cool. So you don't mind paying a little extra to get that print. You're not buying like the PC brand ice cream, right? You're not buying the the lower. You know, I do I do tend to splurge on the ice cream, possibly because I buy it so seldom. Yeah. But I also can't say that I've had the PC ice cream in at least, you know, some time. And I wouldn't mind checking it out. Yeah, I, mean, I always feel like I just gravitate. <laughs> Actually, I didn't mean to shit on PC as a brand. They're normally pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a fan of vanilla ice cream. That's my fave. So you can kind of get that from anywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to Kawartha Dairy because, in my opinion, uh, you're not going to get better ice cream than that in Ontario. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm uh, staying. I'm ha- I'm staying down the street from Cow's Ice Cream in Halifax, and I have yet to visit. Um, I gotta make a, I gotta make take a stroll down the boardwalk, and get myself some cows, and also a cows t-shirt. Are you familiar with the cows t-shirts? No, what's up with the cows t-shirts? They're all like puns on cows based on like popular movies, but the puns are really like a stretch. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> like instead of like instead of like Game of Thrones, it'll be like Game of Cows. <laughs> like they won't even not find a trying. word. They're not even trying. Uh, but there's a joy to it. You know, instead of yeah. South Park, it'll be like South Cal. <laughs> it's a treat. All right. Well, yeah, grab a T-shirt, grab a cone of vanilla. Are you coning or are you bowling? Um, when I'm hitting that boardwalk, I'll grab a cone just so I can eat it mostly oh and then toss a little scrap to an insane seagull who's, <laughs> oh, yeah, who's, me. who's been following you for kilometers. Yeah. But, uh, you know... If I had my druthers, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm a bowl man. I don't need that cone in my life. Bowl man. Yeah. All right, well, that's a great answer. Thank you very much for the question, Timmy. Uh, Everyone check him out at the Timmy Toes. The Timmy Toes. All right, next question comes to us from Llama in a Tux at Llama in a Tux. And the questions are thusly. How high can you jump? And more importantly, how high can you jump on a skateboard? Also, what's your favorite way to eat potatoes? <laughs> that was a lot of uh, a lot of variety there. Um, <laughs> the answer to all three of those questions is the same: <laughs> six inches above the ground, baby. <laughs> I mean, it checks out. 
Do the math. It's a short jump. It's it, a short jump for a man with uh, just his feet. You know, I won't deny that. It's a pretty decent sized ollie, I think. You know, for a man who doesn't do it much. It's not bad. And uh, as a way to eat potatoes, it is <laughs> unparalleled. <laughs> it is the only way. Incredibly dangerous and yet extremely effective. That's right. All right. Well, thank you very much to Llama in the Tux for that lovely question. And the next question comes to us from our favorite anagrammer, Thomas Brendel at The Solemn Bard. And he has anagrammed your name, Mark Little, into Mr. Teal, oh. Mr. Teal Kilt, rather. Uh, oh, and, that's nice. And the question is, what is the most striking article of clothing you own? Oh, you're not going to believe this, but it's a teal kilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teal kilt. He really hit it on the head. It's so nice they call me Mr. about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's my most striking article of clothing? You know what? I recently purchased and uh, tweeted all about it. So this is right right up the alley that we're uh, we're walking around, and it's a uh, it's a sweatshirt with Garfield on it, and Garfield's looking real cool, and he himself is wearing a shirt that says, <laughs> "Yeah, right." <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I like that shirt a lot. I have seen a picture of that shirt, and I was like, "That is a good shirt." <laughs> I'm now the proud owner of two Garfield shirts. Uh, that one is clearly, that one's great. I own another one that's not as great, but I still wear it. And it's the kind of shirt that makes me just look insane. <laughs> uh, it looks like something a father would wear. It's just Garfield on, like Garfield, like out of, for some reason, like as a cast member, an easy rider. Oh, cool. And he's got like a, he's got like a tie dye bandana on and those yellow tinted sunglasses, like John Lennon style. Yeah. And he's riding a Harley through like the Grand Canyon and I can't remember what it says something like you're never too young to follow your dreams or some <laughs> shit. That's insane. You're never too old. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like there's this whole uh there's this whole segment of clothing online that's like positive Garfield messages. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Like it has nothing to do with the Garfield we know and love. But uh I think that's that's the natural evolution of a smug, sarcastic character is uh Eventually, he's going to become all things to all people. I guess that's true. Yeah, he's kind of, you can, yeah, put him saying whatever you want now. That's right. Yeah, people will truly buy, a, you know, an image of Garfield that just says, like, home is where the heart is. <laughs> that's a classic Garfield witticism. Yeah, they won't mind. Just a, just a nice thought from Garfield. A yeah. rare nice thought. Yeah, thanks, Garfield. Thanks, Normally, Garfield. he's just shitting on Mondays. Yeah, he's really grown. <laughs> yeah. So do you get a lot of your, your clothes like from weird niche things online? I was wondering if you have a lot of like what weirder, like fun t-shirts. Oh, I don't know. I just go through bursts of buying bullshit. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I'll go to like a store a couple of times and then for like a couple of weeks and then I'll just really get bored of doing that. And then. Like I would say like once a year or once every couple of years, I'll go through a weird spree of like using eBay to buy dumb stuff. Yeah, I get it. That's, <laughs> Usually, that's what I was Yeah, like a we, yeah. Uh, weirdness refresh, wardrobe weirdness refresh. Yeah, it always starts with like, like I just bought a ton of basketball shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there was a natural crossover into Garfield through some Garfield sports shirts too. But uh, 
yeah, there's some really stupid old uh, sports shirts that I that are really beautiful. Like, <laughs> there's like like all the old Phoenix Suns uh, uh, swag is so nice. They just were like so uh, wild with their um, with their logo designs. Like they had some really crazy stuff, and all of it was like purple and orange. Man, it rules. Yeah, yeah, it was very like 90s, but it you know it was it was hot. It's hot nineties. Hot nineties stuff. That Orlando Magic apparel, crazy, crazy stars and wizard wands and shit. Everybody yeah. had it. Penny Hardaway. <laughs> oh yeah, just great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've just yeah, clothes, clothes at this point for me are just like a dumb combination of something I think looks wonderful, makes me laugh, and <laughs> triggers my nostalgia. <laughs> That's a perfect combo. It's a great combo. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice marriage. It's a good combo. All right, and we got one more anagram question here. He has anagrammed your name into Let Rat Milk. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. And he asks, what is the most unusual animal or byproduct you have ever eaten? What the hell have I eaten that's weird? <laughs> Eat, have you ever go to a foreign country and Anthony Bourdain that shit? You know, there's this time that I was uh, taking a flight back from Chile with my soccer team and we crashed in the mountains (laughs) and we had to eat each other to stay alive. It doesn't sound too bad. It was nice. How is the, yeah, how does that taste though? Um, How does your your fellow man taste? Yeah. Baby, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) I've had worse. (laughs) You acquire the taste rather quickly. Oh yeah. In fact, once yeah, once all of your like <laughs> once the social, you know, ooh, don't do that fades away, you start to yeah, you start to get into it. Yeah, I get it. You know. It's like a, becoming a foodie. It's a slippery slope and you're just taking pictures oh. of your food and then all of a sudden everything is molecular gastronomy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The number of times I swirled my hunk of friend flesh around <laughs> <laughs> under my nose to uh, to really uh, take it in before I consumed it for the purposes of staying alive. Survive, for survival, of course. Survival. Pure and simple. I mean, I remember my parents and I watching that movie and having chicken wings. Like, they had, like, planned that we're going to watch this movie and also eat chicken wings at the same time. That's nice. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> That's Chicken wings is better for that than, like, the white meat of a cooked chicken or something. Right. Like a roasted yeah. Chicken. Yeah. That might turn your tongue. Especially at such a tender age. All uh, right. So I got- feel like I would eat any, like I would eat goddamn anything, but I can't recall any time that I've eaten something super crazy. I probably had some like gator once, but that's not that nuts. Generally a normal, what <laughs> burgers and fries. What's your go-to meal, Mark? What's your favorite? Do you, uh, what sort of cuisine do you lean into? I like, I like, a you know, I like pizzas so much. Mm, <laughs> great answer. Yeah, I like Italian food, but I normally just eat like some bullshit that I throw together at my house. And then I also just forget to eat all the time. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not the person to ask. I eat, a, I eat insane amounts of toast in a moment of desperation and then wonder why I feel bad. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like toast will cure what ails me. <laughs> Yeah, this like bread and nothing much else will fill this actual pit in my stomach that's gnawing at, at me. All right. That's a lesson. But you know what? That's not the int- the interesting answer is 
Gator. My own friends. My own. <laughs> my own oh yeah. It was this one was the pilot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you very much, Thomas, for those anagrams. Thanks, Thomas. And from the next question comes to us from friend of the show, Calgary's own Jeff De Silva. Hey, hi, Jeff. Shout out. Uh, all right, and his question to you is: uh, Here he says, I find like my favorite tweets of his have a wonderful early Simpsons quality to them. So the question is: What's your favorite Simpsons moment and why? Mm, great question. Oh, Jeff. You're really testing my really bad memory on all these questions. It's been um, a decade or more since you've seen The Simpsons. So re- well, I, I do watch it pretty frequently. I'm definitely going to be using some recency to like tell you, though, because, man, my memory's so bad. I'm trying to think of the most recent thing that really made me laugh so much. Um, man, my memory sucks. But remember when uh, – who's that <laughs> – who's that uh, – guy who shows up every once in a while and he's animated so poorly and he like works in the school system and he's always like sit down you freaks (laughs) oh yeah that guy i I love that guy so much yeah he calls everybody freaks yeah i love how he calls people freaks and he's kind of super twitchy or whatever it's like his eyes gonna explode out of his head yeah um so that guy Whenever that yeah, guy shows that up. Guy, and, and, and specifically that you freaks episode moment right before he introduces Marge Simpson as their new teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like he comes yeah. in and they're all scared that he's going to be the teacher. And he's like, it's Marge Simpson. That's right. Um, I love that part. I, uh, I think like there's this there's so I mean, there's too many to count. And Jeff DeSilva is absolutely right. Like early Simpsons is 100% the biggest influence on my comedy. And that probably goes for most comedians today, at least most like silly Billy comedians like me. But yeah, I mean like the, uh, that line in like one of the Halloween specials where, uh, it's like the hair, it's actually the Harry Potter one. And I think they're dissecting frogs or something. And then I think Bart has turned like his frog into like a weird, creature or something but it, it's like it's not like boy sized and it can speak but it looks oh, yeah. so it looks so ill yeah and then someone someone says something to it and it just goes i shouldn't be yeah <laughs> and i think that's the first time i ever heard i shouldn't be which has been used so much since then or like jokes to that effect but that was like a mind-blowing early joke yeah that's a good one just such a perfect turn of phrase. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. It looks <laughs> so pathetic be. too, right? Like the, oh, it looks the poor tragic. creature. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, I so want to th- think of one oh, more, but okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Oh, He's I got can't. a follow-up question, Mark. He's got a follow-up question. Oh, he does. Question. Oh, give, hit me with the follow-up question. Here's the follow-up. I can't believe I can't think of a Skinner line. Oh yeah. He's a good line. character. Oh. Uh, so the follow uh, separate, but equal question is, if you could make one animal species extinct, no questions asked, which would it be and why? Uh, man. <laughs> oh, he twilight zoned us. <laughs> uh, for the good of the other species. <laughs> I mean, I that's the of, perfect answer, but what's your joke answer? That's my, that's my answer. That's my ecologically um, savvy answer. Uh, that's the greatest good answer but i um what the hell is the uh animal that i hate so much <laughs> yeah why do you hate why do you hate mark oh for, just for the purposes hate? of this theoretical question 
uh, I just want to get these right. I don't know. You know, like I feel bad about I feel bad about this, but I gotta. I think I gotta scrap snakes. Snakes. Too many snakes on your plane. That's right. I wanna. There's too many. It's a classic problem. Nah. You know what? Nah, fuck that, man. You're doing it. We're, <laughs> We're all going back over that. This guy's just, coming out swinging. He just double Thanos us. Boom. <laughs> R.I.P. Sorry, everybody. All right. Well, great answer. And you're That's welcome, right. rest of species and Mother Earth. That's right. You're, you're going to yeah. get a little a little break from all <laughs> yeah. of this crap. We're you get it back through. until the sun explodes. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much to friend of the show Jeff DeSilva for the great questions. And also, check them out. All right. And next question comes to us from my old friend since grade one, Matt Cowell of uh, Parker in Seville. And he asks, Ooh, hi, Matt. What's your greatest sporting achievement? My greatest sporting achievement? Um... Like, pretty recently, I played a pretty effective game of pickup basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Shot really well. I impressed some people. (laughs) My greatest sporting achievement. You know, I briefly got... It's not much. I was never a great athlete. Um, I would say, yeah, I briefly, when when I was playing double A baseball in Little League, I briefly got called up to Triple A. Yes. And I had a cup of coffee with the Triple A team, which featured none other than future uh, Major League All-Star and American League MVP one year, Justin Morneau. Oh, my God. Canada's own. Canada's own, BC's own, New Westminster's own, Justin Morneau of Minnesota Twins fame. Yeah, he was like the he was the athlete in my hometown and he was the star of the AAA team and I I participated in a couple games with the old guy. He's a year older than me. Um and then I got uh, promptly demoted. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, cup of coffee. You know, Did you do anything in any of the games or just like came off oh, the bench? Oh, I don't even think no, I don't know. I don't even think I got off the damn bench. Oh, that's okay. Um, it's it's great it was, to be there. It was sweet. Oh, I also made my uh, also made the grade nine basketball team when I was in grade eight, or Oof. called the grade up ten team when I was in grade nine. It was real nice. I didn't deserve it at all, skill wise. I was like five foot two, oh. and uh, but the coach really liked my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that drill where you crouch so low and shuffle your feet left to right. <laughs> yeah, um, baby, I put it all into that drill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but one guy was so mad that he got cut from the team instead of me that he uh, he approached me in the library and uh, challenged me to a one-on-one game. And I was so scared that I said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, a he fun memory. memory, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then a whole team made a song about me on the bus, which was disparaging. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, or at least one verse. But it was fun. It was so fun. It was like right when Space Jam came out. So our warm-up, like, layup line song was that uh, Monstars anthem. Mm, Oof. Yep, great. Great Nothing jam. better. <laughs> Nothing better. I mean, that to get you pumped up to play basketball? Nothing better. Nothing better. I don't know why every NBA player doesn't use that for their walk-up music. Honestly, one player should. Yeah, because I mean, it is a hot jam. If everyone did, they'd break the scoring record. 
Like just the That's league, right. sco- the league point total for the whole season. Like they'd total be too motivated scored. to slow down. <laughs> yeah, they'd blow the damn rims off the baskets. Do you ever think that they should have made that uh, remake with LeBron? <laughs> no, I mean no, no, never. I, I mean, Space Jam is terrible. <laughs> it is a terrible movie, and yet it only occupies one... a special place. <laughs> Ugh, I don't get that at all. I mean, I know that like whatever you watch when you're a kid can become great, but there's a lot of things from that era that upon rewatch are still so fun. And Space Jam is not one of those things. It <laughs> fucking sucks. The only there's like three good things about Space Jam. There's like Porky Pig, who's an all time funny character. Great stuff. Still kills it in that movie. Um, there's like one or two Bill Murray lines, but honestly, I'm not even sure about those. And then there's the fact that the first 15 minutes or so or 12 minutes is an honest to God Michael Jordan biopic. And the only right. one we have oh, that to me, it's like straight up actually a, like a slightly fictionalized, but completely real uh, retelling of uh, him like his father, him, you know, coming up and playing basketball with his dad in his backyard and then cut to the present and he's retiring because his dad has died and he's super sad and he wants to go play baseball because that's what his dad always wanted to him to do, which is at least my, how Michael Jordan tells that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other uh, interpret, there's other uh, sort of hypotheses about what actually happened, but then going into minor league baseball and we follow, follow him on the bus and then, uh, all, that's insane yeah, to me. That Space that's, Jam has like 10 minutes of real stuff. And then the only thing that changed is why he got back into the NBA, which was because Toons needed it. <laughs> that is actually insane. I never really thought about it. It was like all of this like real story. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. Also, there's like cartoons from space and we have to battle by, oh, yeah. on basketball. Yeah. Oh, but you know, like that movie, that movie, movie fucking sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> however, so the soundtrack holds up, still banging. Good, there are some very hot tracks. There's I, I believe I can fly. There's the Monstars anthem. Very fun. I think I believe I can fly. Right, that's the big one from that. Yeah, song, I movie. think so. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the nice mo- moment at the end when he finds the tune in him and stretches his arm out to do the big dunk. Uh, that's nice. You gotta have a, the heartwarming moment at the end. That's right. You got to have it. If you're listening out there, screenwriters, if you don't have, if you're <laughs> at Starbucks right now, add that in. Oh, you got to have that moment where the hero merges the lesson that he's learned from his new friends in as literal a way as possible. <laughs> and if really. his new friends are tuned, baby, he's got to go tuned. Just really it's hit him over the head. Oh, yeah. It's kind of similar to how uh, Bob Hoskins saves the day at the end of Roger Rabbit. The main difference being that Roger Rabbit is an absolutely perfect movie. Right. Holds up. Still yeah. good. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. It's still scary. Ever. Like, I remember being scared watching that. And then until my, like, late teens still being like, yeah, this, why, is, why am I so scared of this? Oh, yeah. That, it's that Christopher Lloyd bad guy. He's so good. But that movie's perfect. It's got Roger Rabbit is the perfect uh, comedic character. There's never been a better one. A character whose flaw is that he wants to make people laugh, 
and he will do that even at the risk of his own peril. <laughs> like literally cannot resist, cannot resist, physically resist the urge to make people laugh. Um, beautiful. That's the best movie. There you go. That's the movie I think of all the time when I'm trying to write comedy. It's a perfect movie. Perfect movie. You heard it here first. Folks, go watch it right now. Hey, watch go, it. Do do a Roger Rabbit cosplay, or at least look up Roger Rabbit cosplay. Oh, my God. Have, have you seen, seen it? That? Have you? It, I've tweeted a lot of those. Oh, you did? Couples. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, it's Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, couples. Oh, God. It's obviously. It looks. Uh, it's, it's nuts. It's so scary. Like, inevitable. Like, people dressed up as Roger Rabbit look like demons. <laughs> it's like those early Easter rabbit pictures or whatever you see, like the olden days where it just looks incredibly terrifying. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Old Victorian children standing next to the thing. Oh, 100%. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, nothing worse. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. All right. Okay, now we're going to start winding her down. We're wrapping her around. Final questions coming in from very big Mark Little fan, Will Friend of the show at Upside Down Trash, and he's got three questions. All right. First question. Leopards? Scary? Oh, that's nice. That's a, uh, that's a reference to the first ever Picnic Face sketch that we filmed called Hey Africa. And, uh, and my character uh, asked that question to Kyle Dooley, who was playing Africa. Oh. And, uh, and the answer was... Implied, yes. All jungle <laughs> cats, all jungle cats are scary. Makes sense, but great ref. Thanks, Will. Great, for that ref. great ref. And everyone, go check out the video still online. YouTube.com. Picnic face. All right. And second question from Will: What about a lioness? Uh, so that, I see what's happening here. I'm being hoisted on my own petard. Uh-oh, I hope you don't know what the third question is going to be. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, Will. <laughs> a lioness is also scary. <laughs> okay, question number three. If baby pumas are inside you, is it dangerous? Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, listen, I think we all know the answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. And if you got a baby puma inside you, see a doctor or a medical uh, expert. <laughs> doctor <laughs> doctor you know, or just, medical expert. You know. Yeah, don't just see someone who calls themselves a medical expert. Go see a formal doctor about that. And do it quick. My God, do it quick. Yeah, back, fact check the diploma too because as we all saw in Catch Me If You Can, you can just fake it. Yeah, you can fake anything these days. Till you make it. That's right. I've been pretending to be an Irish <laughs> journalist for ages now. Oh, that's a disambiguation. There we are. Check my wiki. <laughs> Everyone check it. And not the wikis of those other Mark Littles. That's right. Do not check their wikis. <laughs> <laughs> Your wiki will get the hits. All right, well, Mark, thank you so much for being the very special finale episode guest. It was great having you. Great chatting with you. Let's run. Such a treat, Let's run. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's so great knowing you. Everyone check him out at Mark Mark Little online. And what are all the plugs? Gary and his demons now out on Verve. If you're in the uni- right. if you're in the United States of America, or if you That's have right. that secret IP blocker, right? Yep. 
Okay, yep. uh, Mr. D, check out all the old seasons on DVD and season eight coming this fall to CBC. Right, you can check it out on Netflix. Oh, on Netflix. Wow, that's a big time. And speaking of Netflix, look for Cupcake and Dino, General Services. Watch that one with your kids. If oh, you're a kid, watch that one. It's so a sweet good. one. Good for no everybody. No language warning. No, no. and I and, think uh, you, you know what? I do have one last thing to plug, Stephen. Because there's a reason I'm out in Halifax beyond Mr. Deans, because Andrew Bush of Picnic Face and I are making a new show for CBC called Cavendish. Yes. So uh, that's coming out in January if you live in Canada. you got to check that one out. That's so exciting. So that one's about two brothers moving back home, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. To a small town that's spooky. Oh. Someone, uh, someone read the scripts and said that it was like uh, Twin Peaks meets Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. I, think that's, I don't think that's wrong. All right, well, look forward to that, Canadians. Now we get something. <laughs> yeah, you finally get something, Canada. Yeah, we finally get some Mark Little. So yeah, Cupcake and Dino. I watched the trailer. It's great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so sweet. The animators did such an amazing job. Yeah, so you can check uh, that out on YouTube right now. Do it. Yeah. Check it out. Check out the trailer. And you're the dino. You're the I'm the dino. I'm the titular dino. So sweet. Yeah. Yes, I'm the titular <laughs> very good all right uh and so that just a bart rarps it erp oh also you're not involved with this podcast but i was just listening to a podcast with andy bush that's who you just mentioned my gorgeous son oh it's so good <laughs> thank you yeah. for maintaining my case fab it's uh yeah andy bush and his dad involved in that in a way that shall remain silent let's just say andy bush and definitely his real dad wink <laughs> wink wink uh do that podcast together. i wink and it's got my gorgeous son and it's so fucking stupid it's <laughs> so stupid i mean i was listening to it today and uh, uh yeah it was eliciting laughter a lot of crazy moments it was just like the most Moments where it just goes off sideways are the best. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's purely just an opportunity for Andy's dad to <laughs> really hurt Andy for an hour. I get it. Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, the premise of the show is Andy's dad's trying to, like, repair Andy's broken life. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing that in a pretty aggressive way. I mean, you got to check it out. So that's my gorgeous son, wherever check you out, get everyone. podcasts. Why the hell not? And see Mark Little if he comes to your town. You gotta see me do stand-up. You gotta see the whole kit and caboodle, everyone. You gotta see it. It's He's one of the best uh, in every form, and he can do it all, folks. Stand-up, improv, sketch. Uh, Podcast. Podcasting. Uh, voice of Dino. Oh, yeah, voiceover. Um, VO. VO. <laughs> uh, improvisational comedy of all forms. That's right. I can write you a song. I can... Uh, I'll do that. Did you, you write the Cupcake and Dino song? <laughs> I I loosely wrote part of the Cupcake and Dino song. Yeah. By riffing it in the booth. If you need a yearbook quote, I can hook you up with that. <laughs> I'm very good at taking money and spending money. If you need a cool, fun shirt with Garfield on it, I'm a star of that. PayPal.me slash Mark Little. That's right. You just you send me a list of you send me some uh, eBay links and I'll tell you which one to go with. <laughs> that is actually a great service. They should do an episode of Cupcake and Dino where they help people decide. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, yeah, Dino will tell people which Garfield shirt is truly funny and which one's <laughs> not quite getting there. Yeah. 
All right, so I think we've covered we've covered it all, Mark. Uh, are you satisfied? We've made it through. I'm more than satisfied. I'm so. I love it. <laughs> so happy to have you on. Uh, thank you again so much for doing it and being the final series one episode guest. And now I will play the podcast theme and we will say goodbye. Goodbye. So thank you again, Mark. A million thanks. And thank you, everyone, for listening to all these episodes. Thank you, Stephen. Mark, it's a pleasure, and I will catch you later. That was great, man. Talk soon. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. See ya. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Mark. And you gotta check out all of his comedy we talked about and even the comedy that we didn't talk about. I'm talking Space Riders, Division Earth, and Dad Drives. They're two hilarious web series that Mark did with fellow Canadian Dan Bierne. And you gotta see him when he comes to your town because he's one of the greats. I mean, I guess you can unfollow at FOTS Pod now. No, don't do it! <laughs> uh, you can still follow me at SkinnerSteven on Twitter and I will continue to do the jokes. You can also check out www.stephenwskinner.com for all 51 episodes and the bonus episodes coming soon. Thanks, Ruby Coast, for the music. Thanks, Kyle A. Davidson, for the theme. And thank you, everyone, so very much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one. And now, a musical interlude. Theme song, Cupcake and Dino. That's what we do, we do. Cupcake and dino, cupcake and dino. General services, and here's my bro. We'll groom your pets, we'll mop your floor, we'll deliver ninjas to your door. Cupcake and dino, cupcake and dino. General services. Cupcake and dino, general services. Your show's a hit, the sky's the limit. Then we'll only stop at the sky. Yeah! What's going on? Uh. Why are we moving? I can't move. Why are we frozen in the sky? I can't move!